Hello there. Welcome to Book Talk. I'm your host, Anthony Moirore. At Book Talk, we get to have an author come and tell us about his book or her book. And today we have a great guest with us who's going to tell us about turning your mess into your message. And she's got a book that is in the, it's, it's in it, it's just about to come, and uh, this is the message that it contains. And this is why we have her on our show. And I'm not going to take one more minute. I'm going to introduce to the show Mandy Lemon. Hi, Mandy. Hello. Hi, guys. I am so excited. I, we just got to chat a little bit backstage, and I love your energy. And I'm so thankful to be a part of it. This, this is going to be great. I'm so excited. Beautiful. We are glad to have you on our show. Thank you. Yes. Can we know a little bit about you? Who are you? Where are you from? <laughs> oh my goodness. We like we were just chatting. Hi, I'm Mandy Lemon. I am from Eastern Kentucky, the mountains of Kentucky. So when you think of the United States, because I know your your audience, your audiences, we're in an international audience right now. I love that. So that's mm -hmm. fantastic. So yes. So mm. um I am from the Mountains of Eastern Kentucky, grown and then went to college um, in Richmond, Kentucky, and uh, ended up in Lexington, Kentucky as a TV reporter. But as for what I do currently, I'm a podcaster, very similar to you. I'm an author. The book is on its way. It's out, on out. It's called The Fostered One, based on my memoir, my life story. And I'm also a mom, um, but I'm single. <laughs> I'm a mom, but um, I'm currently living in Tampa, Florida. I packed my things. Um, my agent said that I needed to kind of get to a place uh, where I could have an international airport and be able to travel to speak to folks just like you guys. And here we are. Mm, beautiful. So it's good that I'm hearing you all the way from Athens, Greece, and many people. <laughs> That's amazing. How amazing is that? Mm. That's, great. That's yeah, one of great. our bucket list places that I want to go. <laughs> okay. It's good to, to connect. And uh, yes. we have people who get to listen to this podcast from just about anywhere in the world. I have uh, people who listen to it on the platforms that we uh, end it uh, end posting it on, like uh, Audible, Google Podcast, iTunes. You'll find it there. And Beautiful. it was actually it was actually a few days ago. It was actually rated number four in as one of the best book podcasts in the UK. That's fantastic. Wow. Super good. Well, what? how great is God that we're here together today and we're able to talk about this? Because you and I have the same message. Um, your mm -hmm. book is, is, is very similar and in alignment with what I speak about, about turning your mess into your message. Mm -hmm. um, my childhood was less than stellar. So I'll mm -hmm. just kind of dive into that if that's okay. So when yeah, I was seven, okay. six okay. and a half, almost, I said seven the other day, but it was actually six and a half, my aunt. My aunt corrected me. When I was six and a half, my father broke into our second story home in Kentucky and brutally murdered my mother with mm. me there and stabbed me 13 times as well. Fast forward um, through the court proceedings, obviously he was incarcerated and went to jail and is, died in prison to be completely transparent with you. And um, I was sent to an orphanage or a children's home. I was, I'm an orphan, <laughs> no mother, no father. So I was 
sent to an orphanage in um, Kentucky where I was the only one who kind of looked like me and Af African-American. So I lived there from the time I was seven until I was 18, 11, half, almost 12 years. Um, and with that said, um, the, the mess there was I to be honest with you, the foster care system that I dealt with, whether I was made to eat my own puke at one point in time by a woman who said she was doing it in the name of Jesus to teach me a lesson about food. And um, so I've dealt with a lot. I dealt with a lot at the children's home. And then when I graduated college, I was able to get a job at a TV station in Lexington, Kentucky, where I uh, met my ex-husband. We found out we could not have children. So I we adopted a little boy from the state foster care system whose mother had also been in foster care. So mm -hmm. I wanted to keep that. But with that said, where I thought I had the perfect life, I've got the half a million dollar home, I've got the Mercedes. One night, my uh, foster son, uh, foster adopted son, Michael, who was high on drugs, um, shot in a gang related activity, shot, fired shots into the wrong home and blinded a five-year-old boy. So here I've gone from being making the news and being, um, you know, very in front of the camera for years and before I transitioned and then um, to being the news. So we literally my husband and I at the time had a fantastic relationship. Of course, we fought now and again, but we literally lost our connection and I lost myself dealing with post traumatic stress disorder, which I think we've talked, well, I talk about considerably, my life literally just shut down in my head. I lost my son. I knew he was going to go to jail and he's incarcerated now. So with that said, I ended up um, traveling and being, um, uh, finding the correct medication for my mental health and then meditating and just doing all those great things that we can do, just like the, just like you speak of in your book, and all those great things that we can do, and have turned that mess, literally the divorce, losing the house, you know, not knowing where my I said car was one day. I, I was so out of my mind, I didn't know where my car was, so I lost my car for a short time. A Mercedes, who loses a Mercedes? But I lost my car for a short time. I was so incapable of having it, but you know, the grace of God and right medication and meditation and just that wherewithal within myself, that fight or flight um, to get me back on the right path. And that's mm. kind of what, the, that's what the book Fostered is about. The Foster One is about. Um, it's, mm. It delves into the foster care system and the transformation that go through while you're in care. Did you know that one in four children in foster care will be incarcerated within six months of being out of care. Mm, interesting. That's one in four people in, in our prison systems, and that's globally. So if you mm. think that's, I mean, and, and then it, it goes up to like almost 80% if you're African-American that you're going to go to prison mm. if you've been in the foster care system. So mm. I'm beating the odds, and I love that. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, my son did not beat the odds, and for that, um, we're working through so that's kind of yeah. a little bit about me. Okay, I understand. So it's, you a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting, and uh, we should be ready to and waiting to read the book. So, uh, when did you start writing it? If we can go into that direction. To be honest with you, my first true memory after my mother um, was murdered was mm -hmm. I was called my memory, you know, because it was a traumatic, obviously very traumatic. And with Mother's Day coming up, it also brings it up. Um, 
So I remember very clearly sitting, we had a writing prompt when I was growing up in the States here. Um, we would be asked to write a story and I'm in kindergarten and in my little broken handwriting, I wrote about, you know, my, my mother dying and my mother saved my life that night, um, um, June 21st, 1986. She saved my life. She pushed me out on the top of our second story roof and all the while my father was stabbing her and stabbing me and, um, but she saved my life. There's a news article that's in the book, The Fostered One, that talks about how that night the neighbors thought it was raining, but it wasn't raining. It was my drops of blood falling from the roof onto cars below. So I'm tiny now. I'm 5'3 and about 120, well, 135 pounds. And you can imagine a six or seven year old who was being stabbed with a butcher knife that's, you know, that big. So I, I'm very surprised I didn't die. I spent so, so much time in the ICU. But as for my book, as for writing it, it's always been in, in me. You know, as your writer, you know how it is that that book, it's something that's always in you. And I feel like that's my message as well to the world because um, after COVID, other, numerous children have um, found themselves orphaned. They've lost one or two parents or were in, and we need to do something globally about this situation because I mm -hmm. aged out of foster care. I went to college with five American dollars. And as you know, five American dollars is not going to buy you a Starbucks. So yeah. it, 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 this was prior to Starbucks, but it wouldn't. So we have to do something to build and to be able to help those children become productive members of society. Mm. Interesting. I know. It's, it's really interesting. And your story and the, the what you share. I mean, I, I can't imagine how <laughs> being watching your father stab your mother, getting the stabs yourself, and still living on to tell a story, coming out, out as a, and living to be a TV journalist. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's quite a story. It's it to be honest with you, um, all the things that I've been through, I, I have a um, I keep referring to God, but I believe in the Bible verse, you know, all things work together for your good. And for mm -hmm. Jeremiah 29 11, for God knows our plans and has plans for us. Yeah, uh, to be honest with you, there there are times that that post traumatic stress disorder, something, a smell, a sight, or something will trigger those memories of the time, even when I was with my mother. My mother had suffered from a mental illness um, mm -hmm. herself, and we were homeless quite a bit when I was a little girl. I mm -hmm. remember sleeping um, in the stairwell of my aunt's home. Uh, so I, sorry, kind of make emotional sometimes when I think about that. Um, I remember not having a place to call home, and I remember being hungry quite often as a child. And then I go to an orphanage where there's no one who looks like me and they shave my head because they didn't know what to do with my curls. So um, mm. I've, I've had a very traumatic child, traumatic life to a degree. But at the same time, there were so many moments where I could see light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. And with that said, because of that, I developed a technique that I use and I help when I speak uh, globally or at um, speaking events that is called the five. We can do anything for five seconds. Mm, you can't think yeah, about it. Five yes. seconds, five fingers, we can't. We can do anything for five mm. seconds. Hold your breath, take a second. You can do it. You can do it for five seconds. And then with that five seconds, what five grateful things can you think of in this craptastic situation that you're in? There mm. has to, you know, you, I don't want to say you're dissociating from the event, but there's always something that, that it's going to teach you. The lesson is going to teach mm -hmm. you. And in my life, I hate to say this, I, I have to 
be completely transparent with you. I feel like what happened to me as a child had to happen so that I could help other folks um, do um, and overcome. And I once asked God as I was crying one time, I said, God, why me? Mm-hmm. I literally said, screaming, I was sitting on a park, God, why me? And God literally, it's not an audible voice, says to me, if not you, then who? Would you have wished that on someone else? Yeah. Would you wish to see their mother murder? Would you wish to, would you wish? So I took that. And since then, I've, I have not questioned God about sorry, why horrible things happened to me as a child. So mm. I do, I, because I would never wish the things that have happened to me on a horrific person. I, I would never even and I, and I can imagine that. So you you get to travel around. Which countries have you been? I mean, I'm curious. Which countries? So, have you been? as for the um the public speaking, I've just spoken in the United States, but I'm all, I'm willing to come wherever. Um, but that's that's kind of where I've been so far. Just um in Tampa, I've spoken in Tampa. I've spoken mm-hmm. in Georgia. So just a couple of different places. Um, mostly in the southeast, but I love to travel. I have a passport. I love, I love to travel, and I feel like um, my message resonates so easy, so um, easily these days. Because, like I said, COVID put us all in somewhat, somewhat of a funk. You know, we are over at least over here. We were trapped in our homes, um, mm-hmm. and the depression kind of set in for a lot of folks. And we're realizing that post traumatic stress disorder is truly an, a, a diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And uh, mental health, mental illness mm-hmm. um, is paramount here. Uh, global. I'll say that again, globally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your, your message is needed worldwide. I mean, Thank because you. there are so many people who go through the challenges of life and they don't know, they don't have a clue how to come out of it. Now, and it's mm-hmm. very important when you've been through it and come out shining, you yes. become a message to someone else, a light at their end of the tunnel. So yes, that's good. Thank you. you Thank you. I appreciate you. I have. I'm, I'm having one of those sad days today. You know, I, I seem like I'm upbeat. Believe this is me sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I'm having one of those days today, just as I said, because Mother's Day is coming up, and it. Um, we had a situation in Lexington, Kentucky, where I'm from, where a mother um, was suffering. We we do believe from a mental illness, and mm-hmm. she um, ended up murdering, or allegedly, let me say, allegedly murdering her own two children just last night. Oh. So that's the news from my hometown today. Um, And that just the the, the thoughts that maybe she did was not able to reach out to someone or no one was listening or she was giving clues. I'm a mom. I would I will give my kids the last dollar that I have. So there Mm -hmm. had to be acts of desperation there. For her to think that she could not her because she knew i mean she didn't she you know you, know, you have that reality check so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah we have a lot going on and, uh, and, and when we look right left and then how was it going through covid in the united states because we had great numbers on the screens about the united states right right how, um, how was it close to you be honest with you the day that the my ex-husband he was heading out to a national basketball or a local basketball tournament the day that it was shut down that the u.s shut down um and to be honest with you it gives me cold chills talking about it because the isolation that we all experienced for several weeks and months where we weren't able 
here in the U.S. to go to, you're blessed. You know, we take, we, we don't admit that, but going to simply going to a restaurant and seeing that person sitting beside you makes a difference in your day, that sure. isolation. But as for what we dealt with here, we're still dealing with, um, the numbers are lower. They're lower and we've opened up. There isn't a mask mandate um, right now, uh, but I can be completely honest with you. Um, it changed. It changed really. It changed my marriage. It changed my children. My son was doing non-traditional schooling, which is where he was looking at his teachers on the computer and doing work. Um, and for children who had to go through that, that was difficult. And then now once we, they've gone back to school just recently, they lifted the mask mandate for schools um, just recently. So for children, you think about a five-year-old trying to explain to them, you got to keep your mask up. You know, you mm -hmm. got to, it's to protect you when you, you, they don't know anything prior or, you know, to, to that. So um, how was it for you guys? Let me, let me hear that from you. How was it from you? It, it, it was tough also here. Um, although our numbers were lower than your number, maybe because we took a precaution uh, earlier on once we started hearing our neighbors going through some time, but yes. it was all over. I mean, the, the issue has been all over. Uh, and, and when I use the past tense, I mean, it's still there, although not as uh, significant as it was before. But uh, the last two years have been tough. It was a mess. Now, getting from you the message, turning a mess into a message. Let's believe that uh, we have a great message ahead uh, yes. to pass on to the coming generation from what we yes. experienced, because it has been a mess. Yes, it was. It was good. It was. It was a mess on all fronts, whether well, no, what, no matter what political side you were on or whether mm -hmm. you believe you should be wearing masks or not wearing masks, the unfolding and just the randomness of it, of mm -hmm. how we just didn't know, okay, can I wear, do I wear a mask here? Do I not wear a mask here? You know, the scarcity of, we went, we went to the grocery store at times and there will be scarcity of food. So just the general that we have come to us who we can teach from that event, whether it's teaching you, hey, just grab a little extra something here or there because you never know. Um, but it's and for someone who went through homelessness and for um, who dealt with poverty as a child, COVID also brought about that fear, fear for me, truly, truly a fear of not being able to feed my children, not being able to feed myself because we mm -hmm. didn't have certain things available to us. So I recall standing in a store one day and just, it was just simply peanut butter and jelly. There was no peanut butter. There was no jelly. There was no bread. And I remember thinking to myself as a child, going back to that moment as a child, this is, this is where I've been. This is why I've been here before. And maybe that's mm -hmm. why I was able to cope with it a little better. Mm. Yeah, because uh, if you've been there and experienced that, then you can be ready to face any child, anything that comes, something mm -hmm. that you've experienced. Wow. So you, you could have been able to de deal with it better in your case. Yes. And uh, yeah, uh, so we are happy that you are writing uh, this book to give us a message. And uh, we are looking forward to reading. When, when is it being published, if I may ask? The, the book is in. We're finishing everything up now. So we hope to have publishing by August, September and mm -hmm. in stores by then. So um, with, with if, if not sooner, uh, we had some edits because I'll be I'm, honestly, some of the things that happened to me as a child 
were very, very graphic. And we don't want to turn off the masses because I feel like this could be a book that could help other people in the future, whether it is something that we have as a a foster parent guide or a textbook or something of that nature to help folks um, in this genre, in this world. But some of it, I mean, I mean, not I when I sent my editor the screen, um, the, the chapter of me eating my own puke, she happened to be eating lunch and she sent me a message. She's like, oh, my God, that's horrible. But it happened. You know, or the the night of my mur- the the night that my mother was murdered, um, the graphic details like the, of that event alone. But I feel like it it you I can't leave it out. It's my story. It's my truth. I can't leave out. Um, unfortunately, being raped by my father that night. I mean, he was high on drugs. I can't leave that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those and yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, we'll be, we'll be waiting to hear about it. And I hope that you're going to come back on the podcast. And we are I will. I will. I sound like I just got another invitation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, I think we could uh, sum up. Uh, do you have something that you would like to tell the viewers? Because at Book Talk, we always ask someone to leave us with a few words to always remember. My takeaway in life is truly your mess is someone's message, whether um, it is the mother who has a child who's incarcerated like mine. And I'm looking at the path of how simply to navigate the prison system so that I can communicate with him or uh, an abused wife. I I was never abused. Let me make that very clear. I'm an abused wife who is looking to get out and start over as a divorcee. I'm now a divorcee. I know how to do that. So, um, the mess that you have is your gift to the universe. Mm. And you would think it would be the other way around. What you are going through is for no, is not for naught. It's going to teach you something. It's going to help you teach someone else. And it's up to you as an individual to find out how that message needs to go out. Mm, beautiful. It's for me to know how that message is going to go out into the universe. Yes. But because all of us have some, if we look back, we could oh, get yeah. something to talk about a mess that happened or is happening. And that, that is something beneficial to someone out there. Exactly. I agree. Your mess is a message. Yeah. So um, where can people reach you? My website, uh, Amanda, that's my legal name, Amanda Lemond, L-E-M-O-N-D.com. You can book me there. Um, you can also re- reach me on Twitter, Instagram, and um, TikTok at Mandy.Lemon. That's my stage name, <laughs> Mandy okay. Lemon. So either of those, but feel free to, I'll hopefully you'll post that or it in the comments so folks can get it. Yeah, but, sure, uh, I will. Like, We'll link it. We so amandalemon.com if you'd like to book me for um, public speaking or any of those events. Mm, beautiful. So people are going to connect uh, to you through that. And um, I, we are looking forward to the book. Oh. So by the time it's we coming We just got out, a comment. This is, that was great of you taking courage and moving on, Mandy. Thank you so very much. I'm not certain who that's from, but thank you very much. And I hope I was a blessing to you today. Yes, and we are blessed to have you, that you, you gave us those words. We will remember them. Thank you. Okay. And uh, let me check. And thank you, everyone um, who has been watching. I Let me see. Do we have some comments? Sometimes we have some comments in the background. I didn't see one. But uh, yes, we have an, a, a 
uh, a comment from one uh, Mishka Jen called Zorwitz. She's saying the amazing resiliency of the human spirit. Yeah, thank you very much for watching. Thank you. Yes, yes. I truly believe in resilience and that fight or flight that is innate with us, that was in, placed within, within us from our creator. You can fight the battle and the, or you can flee. And, mm -hmm. and I just decided I was going to buck up and fight. <laughs> Mm, good. I'm not and, and, and we also have another comment from uh, John Kafuenyaga. He says, that was great of you taking courage and moving on Monday. Thank you. Thank you. So th thank that. you very much also, John. And everyone else who's, who could have, oh, uh, yeah, some of them had come here, but uh, some. Oh, you did? I'm, I'm so this, this was here. That was a great of you taking that. This Beautiful. was from John. Is not showing on the other side, uh, on, on this part, but he's a comment uh, from Facebook uh, of John saying that was great of you taking courage and moving on Monday. Yeah, thank you very much. We appreciate thank it. You. Thank and those you. who get to listen to this podcast after we are through, thank you for listening also and share with your friends. And remember to turn your mess into a message. Absolutely. So says Amanda Lemond. Yeah. <laughs> so bye for now and to Next time, we wish you all the best. See you soon. Thank you for having me. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Okay, same.